0: I'm a little bit fact, but mostly fiction. I'm your operator, here to facilitate these calls that call you. Now, as your ambassador of the exchange, your diplomat to discourse, it is my distinct pleasure to bid you welcome to The Toll Switch. Greetings, ladies and listeners. You're in at the switch. We open on soft amber highlights, dancing like angels on the surface of a rare Atlantic calm. A lazy day fisherman casts his line. He waits in meditation, at one with the moment which could at any time bear fruit. And for him, this possibility is everything. The man on the pier next to him wants to talk about the Yankees bats going quiet last night. But he just wants to stand there, smoke, and stare out into that glimmering expanse, wondering about the sheer magnitude of it all. A separate kind of magic overtakes the silent splendor, as beach and boardwalk become filled with wanderers drunk on dreams of summer, The sound of joyous chatter, monstrous music boxes, and waves beating against newly tanned skin force the quiet to forfeit. The cast assembles, the sun ascends, assuming its position as the host of this manic spectacle called Coney Island. Tonight's call comes to you by way of America's playground. Our parties of interest. A mother, Mrs. Donahue, her new-to-New York sailor son Michael and Charlie, a young girl whose tale calls for quite the tell. Michael and Charlie met each other amidst the midday bustle at Coney Island and have found themselves caught up in a -a one-of-a-kind, boardwalk-born romance. But in order for Mrs. Donahue to share in their joy of newfound love, they'll have to share Charlie's tale, one which will force Mrs. Donahue back to a fragile past in effort to assess the present. Connecting. One moment, please.
1: Hello. Hey, Ma.
2: Michael? Is it really you?
1: Sure it is, Ma. Who else?
2: Oh, it's a dream to hear your voice, sweetheart.
1: Yours, too. Sounds like... Home. Home.
2: My sweet boy is back home.
1: I am. Okay, so don't be angry, but I have to tell you something. I got back yesterday. I'm in New York, Ma.
2: I am... Far too happy to know anger in this moment.
1: I swear I would have called sooner. It's just. I got caught up, is all. It's no excuse, but. Sweetie,
2: I am not the least bit concerned about that. I assure you. I'm just so glad you are back.
1: There's something else. Something about yesterday. Something wonderful about yesterday, Ma. I don't know what it was, but shortly after I hit land, I missed the ocean something awful. So. I figured on a quick adventure. I hopped on on one of those neat underground trains they got here, and I rode all the way down to Coney Island.
2: Coney Island? That is an adventure. What a wonderful thing.
1: Oh, oh, it's, it's everything they say it is.
2: Well, I'll bet.
1: Roaring roller coasters, cotton candy in every color you can imagine, hot dogs that snap like firecrackers when you bite them. I just got lost in it. Walked for hours, took in every sight, every sound. But just as the sun was beginning to set, and the crowds were beginning to clear, I heard this music spilling out from a bar. And I saw her, awash in gold, covered in sand, dancing alone on the boardwalk. And in that magical early evening light, I swore I was in a movie, Ma. Oh. It was like I was Monty Clift or something. It felt, it felt like, 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 like more than life somehow. Sweetie. She looked up at me and smiled, and I knew. I just knew, Ma, she was the one. And I knew in her smile that she saw the same in me.
2: Oh, dear. My baby has gone and found himself love.
1: Um, there's something else. Pardon me? She's a mermaid, Ma. Ma.
2: Did you say a mermaid?
1: A Coney Island mermaid, to be precise. And by any estimation, Ma, a Coney Island mermaid is the best kind of mermaid.
2: Michael, there's... Well, I'm not sure I follow.
1: Truest and bluest daughter of the sea. Oh, Ma, she is a peach. A peach? As sweet as they come. Michael. Yeah, and she's right here. There? Yep, right here. Uh... I'll put her on. Honey. Wait, just wait, wait, wait. Uh, you could say hi.
2: Uh, Michael, hey. I'm not sure this is the right. Oh,
1: one. come on, Ma. You're going to love her. One second. Hey, darling. Darling, come here. Say hi to Ma. Ma, meet Charlie. Charlie, meet Ma.
3: Hello? Hello? Oh, dear. Mrs. Donahue! I'm pleased as Punch. It's ever so nice to speak to you.
2: You are going to have to excuse me if this. So sudden introduction does not elicit a satisfactory exchange, Charlie. The news of all this is a bit overwhelming.
3: I am pleased to meet you, but... I understand. You do? It all sounds very strange, but I can explain it all. I promise you that.
2: Strange wouldn't be the word I would choose to articulate this. I'd call it very coincidental, Charlie. Sobering, even if I may be more direct. I have concerns as to what this is.
3: This is a dream written on the stars, Mrs. (sighs) Donahue. Destiny. Beauty in the purest form the gods can offer it. I assure you that you need not trouble yourself to consider otherwise.
2: If you could see it from my perspective, you would think different.
3: Michael found me. I found Michael. And on that boardwalk, we found us. Well, that's beautiful, isn't it? I've got a question. I'm sure that you have many. I mean, how often does... Charlie, what
2: is it that you want of my Michael?
3: Mrs. Donahue? I'm
2: not sure I... If you know, if you really know, it's not a difficult question, Charlie. Is it? Well, sure I know. Then please, tell me.
3: I want his smile to light the rest of my days like fireworks in a night sky. I want his arms to hold me when I doubt myself, when I hurt. For him to love me and to accept my love in return. That's all I want. Forgive me
2: if this seems rather forward and a tad abstract, but I assure you it's relevant to my concerns. I knew someone once. This was before Mr. Donahue. You see, this man, he adorned his whole world with fantasies of the sea, miniature ships, weathered nautical charts, and mermaids. A man among mermaids, as friends called him. And you loved him? I did. I loved him very, very much. I can tell. It's not something I could ever hide. What happened? I lost him. I'm sorry. And I am sorry to tell you that there is no such thing as mermaids, Charlie. You're wrong. Charlie. You are. Why are we going to play this game when we both know what it is?
3: Well, what is it if not what I just told you? Destiny? It's dangerous. Dangerous how? Dangerous in the way that
2: when you break my son's heart, I'm left to see him hurt.
3: You won't see that. And why won't I? Because I won't hurt him, Mrs. Donahue. You're hurting him now. He's happy. I'm so happy. How am I hurting him? By making him believe in make-believe. I didn't make him believe anything. It's just who he is.
2: And who are you?
3: I'm not make-believe.
2: There is no such thing as mermaids.
3: Okay. Challenge accepted. If I gotta, I gotta.
2: Excuse me? Gotta what?
3: You've never seen a child's eyes on Coney Island, Mrs. Donahue. Can't say that I've been. Can't say that I have... Well, I'm sure that you are well aware that there is no shortage of spectacle.
2: I am familiar with the attractions.
3: Well, I saw this little boy holding his mother's hand on the boardwalk one day, his eyes as bright and big as freshly dipped candy apples, and I noticed how the lights danced inside of them as he gazed upon what would be his very first chance to fly. But as he looked at all the rides he would ride, he turned toward the ocean, And what I saw in that child's eyes, what I saw in them were the reflections of a million mermaids. And I swear to you, I'm not sure I even believed in myself until I saw the way he did.
2: I'm terrified for what you believe yourself to be. What my son believes. And to be truthful, even what that little boy believes. I've seen too much. I'm far from a child, dear.
3: And would you consider that maybe that's the problem? There was no limit to that boy's happiness that day. There was sun, there was sea, and there were things he saw, gosh, that made him believe there were no limits in the world at all. Right now, that's the life I'm living. And I'm ever so grateful for that.
2: And I would be grateful for just one thing. One that would make me hopeful for what lies ahead for you and Michael. Gosh, I need that, because I have fears.
3: You ever ride a roller coaster? I haven't. It's about embracing the fear as part of the fun, and I believe that's not so different from life. Mrs. Donahue, I was called to shore. I knew there was better. Something there waiting for me and I found the most dashing and kindest sailor I ever could imagine. And I hugged him and held on to him as if the world was about to end. My hope has just begun, and I've got enough to share with Michael, with you, if you let me.
2: (sighs) Well, he's a Navy man. He's an adult. What's a mother to do? She can believe in a mermaid.
3: A Coney Island mermaid? (laughs) We're the best kind. So I've heard. I've got sand in my shoes and love in my heart. That man that stands outside this booth, your son, he's everything that I dreamed of. My call to shore, he's the world. He is
2: indeed the world. On this we can certainly agree.
3: About Mr. Donahue. What about him? Do you love him?
2: I learned to. I learned to love him very much.
3: Does he know about Michael?
2: What about Michael, Charlie?
3: Michael believed me to be a mermaid without a shred of hesitation. From what you said, sounds like a sort of faith and wonder he may have gotten from a father that loved the sea. I'm sorry, it's, you don't- Mr.
2: Donahue does know. That's a story for another day. But he loved me and he loved Michael and raised him up to be the man he is despite. Pride never stopped him from being the best father and husband he could be
3: there are storybooks written about my kind. But what is there to speak for a man who unselfishly loves a child as his own while his wife's heart belongs to another?
2: It is a rare
3: thing. About as rare as a mermaid? Sure it is. Rare as a mermaid. And you said there was no such thing. <laughs> I did. I know you don't believe in me. And I know you probably won't believe in me. And that's fine. But at least believe in him. Everyone needs a mermaid, Mrs. Donahue. Otherwise, what's the point?
2: Thank you, Charlie.
3: And what about Michael? Does he know about his father?
1: Hey, what's this? Hey, hey, oh? hey, easy. Looks like we got a fish out of water. Hey, <gasps> she's coming with us, pal.
3: Don't, don't let go. Leave her alone. Don't you like hey, hey hello. Watch, Watch you. it. I can't I can't you. What? what are you doing? It's time to throw a little mermaid back
1: in the tank. Bellevue misses you something awful, Charlie. Bellevue? Bellevue? What are you talking Michael, about? Michael, honey.
3: <clears throat> I won't go back there. I won't. No one believes me. I am a mermaid.
0: It's the truth. Hey, easy. I will. We're taking her back where she belongs. She's a sick girl,
1: mister. Officer.
3: No, go. Go. Welcome, Amy. No.
2: no. Sweetheart.
1: I gotta go, Mom. Sorry.
2: I'll come there if you need me.
1: I'll take care of it. There has to be some misunderstanding My, here. Relax. My I gotta go. I'll call you later.
0: The fisherman sleeps, the children are sleepy, and the wanderers are drunk on something much more to the point than dreams. The excited night dissolves into an early AM exhaustion. You can walk amidst the ruins of spilt sugar, misplaced prizes, broken bottles, and curse the fleeting. Or you can persist, refusing to let it all end. There's music playing somewhere, it's familiar. There are lights filled it, and within each breath of a neon shrine is the tone of color you have never seen. You just have to look for it. There are more moments to be lived, and if you are one of the mad few, you hug it at its heart. Each turn and creak, a beat. You hear it, you head for it. Atop of a wheel called wonder, you find yourself baptized in a bath of nostalgia and salt air. Fifteen stories up. You can picture it all. Just how it played out over the day, embraced by the arms of a soft summer sky. The players, the play, the spectacle. What was, what will be, but most importantly, what is. And what is, is that view, that glorious view. You gaze out to a sea filled with secrets and you look for the mermaid you are certain are there And you will be damned if you will let anyone ever tell you there is no such thing. And with that, you are off the hook, ladies and listeners. Tomorrow is this gal's day off, and I am feeling duly inspired. Think I will make my way down to the beach. Got a brand new cherry one piece, which should pair nicely with the 2 p.m. sun. I know a handsome sword swallower that works the boardwalk beat. He's always game to share in some little necks and a little necking. There truly is nothing like summer in the city. This is your operator, disconnecting. Good night.
1: Thank you for listening. This has been a Toll Switch Studios original podcast production. No Such Thing as Mermaids stars Whitney Hudson as the operator, Sammy Smedley as Charlie, Janine Bartell as Ma, Davey Raffelli as Michael, and Brian Riley as the man from Bellevue. This episode was written, directed, and produced by Thomas Justino, executive produced by Mike Harry, and edited by Tony Nigro. Mixed by Michael Keir, and original music composed, arranged, and produced by Anant Sundara. And I'm Noah Vanderveer-Harris. If you're enjoying listening to the Toll Switch podcast, please follow us, drop us a review, and spread the word so we can connect with others as we have connected to you. This is Toll Switch Studios, signing off.